Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Call free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, welcome to the Monday edition of the Eagle Hour, everybody. Glad you're with us this afternoon as we kick off another week of Southern Miss Sports Talk on Super Talk Mississippi. Bob Kelly and Dalton at the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg. We're glad you're with us today. Lee Roberts will be joining us later in the show. Uh, Kelly and I will also be talking uh, about Conference USA football, where the standings are, who did what over the weekend. Uh, but we're going to talk basketball first. In just a moment, Delonte Hill will be joining us, one of the new basketball coaches at Southern Miss. Uh, first segment, though, sponsored as it is every day by our good friends at Dickie's Barbecue Pit, proud supporters of this show. A great place to have lunch or dinner. They're open seven days a week. They cater any event, large or small. And the food, Kelly Sander, is always good. Well, all you have to do is just, as you go by by the Turtle Creek Mall where it's located, just take, just roll the window down and take a take a whiff of it. And that kind of gives you a precursor you as to how good it tastes. Hey, real quick question, Kelly, before we uh, move on to basketball. When are the Bengals going to win a game? When at the same time the Redskins are going to win a game. The well, you guys have already won, have won a game, my man. What's if, wrong with you? That's because you've played the Dolphins. Right. All right. We don't play the Dolphins till later in the year, but I'm not convinced they're going to get that one. They are just abysmal. Just abysmal. I think it's fair to say the Redskins are the best of the sorry-ass teams of the NFL. <laughs> well, that certainly is something to hang your hat on, Bob. You know, hail to the Redskins. <laughs> All right. A new era of basketball begins for Southern Miss. It's hard to believe, but uh, begins tomorrow night. Delonte Hill is one of the new coaches on the Golden Eagle basketball team, and we're very happy to have him on the Eagle Hour. Coach, welcome to the show. Thank you. I appreciate you guys for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure, Coach. Uh, we look forward to talking to you guys a lot uh, in the months to come. I don't know about you, Coach. You probably have a little different perspective than I do, but it's it's amazing to me that basketball is starting tomorrow night. Uh, uh, you would you would believe I'm so fired up and ready for it to get going. You know, it's only it's only a, a, enough time um, about you guys going against each other. Uh, it's ready to try to take some of your your aggression off on a, a different opponent instead of taking it out on your own guys. So I'm fired up and ready to go. All right, Coach, a new era of basketball, obviously. You and, and other new coaches on the staff, uh, we kind of – I think everybody's really, really excited. I think that the, that the change in, in the basketball uh, operation has generated a lot of excitement. What, what do you tell Southern Miss fans to expect out of this year's team? I expect the brand that they, they, they're going to be proud that um, we're representing them. We're going to play hard. We're going to get after them. Charge us loose balls. Um, the guys been going after it. Sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's bad. Sometimes it leads to injury with all the people trying to dive on the floor to get the loose <laughs> ball. But we're just trying to build the culture 
uh, of, of never giving up and wearing our hard hat every day and, and bringing it every night for the fans to come out and help support us. Coach, when it was originally announced that you had signed to join Jay Ladner's staff at Southern Miss, of course, the very first thing everybody says is this guy was the voted um, one of the top assistant coaches in the NCAA, a great recruiter. Uh, how, how do First of all, what's the key to good recruiting, and, and how do you embrace that label when people say that all the time? Pressure? Uh, no pressure at all, because uh, I, I stay true to myself and I stay true to my identity. Um, and a lot of things to go with recruiting is relationship. And that's how Coach Ladd and I got to know each other is through a relationship. So we recruited one another, you know, to the same place. And uh, this, this is a great area to recruit at because you have a lot of, a lot of uh, good grassroots talent within three hours of driving, three and a half hours of Birmingham. You can get to uh, Memphis. Tennessee, you can get the New Orleans uh, right here. The JUCO, the, the, the junior colleges here in this area are really, really good. So it's all about building relationships and uh, sustaining them. Just, just keep on. You don't always have to call somebody about a player. Sometimes you just call them and say, "How's practice?" And they'll appreciate that a little more, and they they'll go out their way to help you because they feel like they're a friend. Yeah, you were talking about the junior colleges in Pearl River, right down the road. Chris Oney's Wildcats uh, played in the NJCAA uh, national tournament last year. Jones has always been very strong, and those are two schools right there in your own backyard. I want to go to the preseason poll, uh, Coach Delante Hill, where the Eagles were projected uh, by members of the media to finish dead last in Conference USA this year. Is there any positive, I mean, I can, excuse me, I can see the positive where you would use that as bulletin board material. Look, you guys, nobody expects us to do anything. Can it, can it be a negative being picked dead last? It's, it's a negative in the sense of our coaching staff and our players. I mean, because I thought we've worked so hard to earn that respect that we wouldn't never be picked last. But the positive is, is that we don't have no place but to go up. And uh, that makes our guys work even harder and make our coaching staff uh, more demanding because we can't accept this being picked last. I mean, our last. And that's like a slap in our face. And um, that, that, just, that just makes your grind even more. And uh, we set out to prove we always got to go at the beginning of the season. And there's never, I've never seen a goal written up on the board to finish last. So putting that on the bulletin board and making those guys understand that's what they think about you. They think of that about us, too, as coaches. So a lot of motivation there. And I know that, that the expectation, one of the things is always about managing expectations. But when you, when you get out of the gate against some of your early games in the season against Gonzaga, you go up to play Steve Prom's Iowa State Cyclones. I mean, some of these teams have gotten, and other teams on down the road with national prominence and have had national prominence year in and year out. Um, that's got to be tough to jump into right away, too, yes? Uh, in a sense, um, to, to be good, you have to play against the, the best. Right, so to beat the best, you to, to be the best, you have to beat the best. And our goal is to get better. We don't want to be really good in November. We want to be really good in February, leading into March, going into conference tournament. We want to win our conference, and we want to win a conference tournament. Uh, we want to get better now, and so to speak. So playing those teams makes us better. It helps expose our weaknesses, and it helps us work on things that. We, uh, some of the guys may overlook like boxing out. Like you're not going to out jump guys from Gonzaga and Iowa State. So boxing out is more of importance right now. Being the first on the floor to get that 50-50 ball, to try to get momentum going into a media timeout. We just want to build uh, day-to-day 
by playing those games. And we talked about uh, how you, your, your recruiting prowess has been noted across the country. How do you know what to recruit, say, for next year when you don't really know exactly yet what you have this season? Well, we have two seniors. Uh, I, I, I know that. And uh, both of them are a, a face-up 3-4 in Leonard and Bobin is a, a center. So we know we need those positions filled. And that, that experience as well because both of those guys have played in the league last year. So not only we need people, we need experience as well. So we, we're trying to plug that in the process of maybe looking at a couple junior college guys, a couple high school guys, and grad transfers. So we kind of keep our board open where we just try to plug in to figure out if we can get experience. Or maybe we might not need that much experience because guys might play to gain more experience this year. So we kind of just plug it in that way. Delonte Hill is with us, one of the Southern Miss assistant basketball coaches. The Eagles begin the season tomorrow night. It's a freebie at Reed Green Coliseum. Everybody gets in uh, free tomorrow night to, as they unveil the 2019-2020 Golden Eagles. You talked about filling in some spots, Coach Hill. Uh, one of the, those avenues you can take is the international route. You did that this year with uh, uh, Kanatsuk that you guys uh, signed. Style-wise, how are European players different and alike, generally, to American basketball players? Well, uh, generally, they're, they're bigger and a little more skilled because uh, most of the time, our bigger guys, we, we've come along, our bigger guys, we kind of sit them in the paint and make them post guys. Overseas, they play with a lot more space. Uh, things different from them is the speed because we play so fast and we're so athletic and they play a, a certain style of play where they call a play they set it up every time. We kind of just free fall into our transition, secondary um, breaks in offense where they just kind of set it up. So speed-wise will be a difference, but their skill set is a little higher. Um, their knowledge for the game is a little higher. Uh, not every one of them, but majority of them because they've been coached by the club team, you know, since they probably were 9 or 10 years old versus uh, they don't get really coached until they get in high school. Personally, how have you made the adjustment to uh, small-town living, I guess, in Hattiesburg compared to some of the bigger programs that you've been affiliated with? Uh, it's fine. It's fine. I was in Clarksville, Tennessee at Austin P last year, and this is very similar. Um, if, if I need to get out and and uh, get away, you got Gulfport, you got Jackson, you got New Orleans, you got things that you can do there. I only had Nashville. So it's, it's, it's fine. Once you get into basketball grand mode, it's all basketball. It's, it's, it's practice, go home, cut your computer on, let's, let's watch practice, let's break down, let's work on trying to improve. And it's a job. So it's, it's not really no downtime unless you're in the summertime. So right now it's just grind time for me. So, Bob, he was a good old PU last year. There you go. <laughs> well, Coach, we're glad you're here now. We're excited about basketball, and uh, we really look forward to talking to you. Hope you can be available throughout the year. Uh, we want to talk to you and the other coaches a lot and, and cover your cover your team very closely. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm very excited about the season. Uh, I think I think everybody outside of, outside of uh, our locker room will be excited and, and pleased about what we're going to do because we've been working hard and we got a good group of guys that they, they, they've bought in and they're willing to, to give up and sacrifice their bodies on the floor and taking charges. So that's a blessing to see, and, and we're just excited to get started tomorrow. All right, Coach Delonte Hill, Southern Miss basketball kicks off tomorrow night. We can't wait. Eagle Hour will be right back. All right.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Welcome back. We want to thank Coach Delonte Hill for joining us. So refreshing, Kelly, when coaches will come on the air and talk to us, and we really appreciate that. We look forward to having a lot of conversations with Coach Ladner, Coach Hill, and all the basketball guys. The energy alone that these guys bring to the table is amazing. And, uh, and Jay Ladner has said this was his dream job. That this is this is the ending point for him, you know. Well, we wish the Golden Eagles a lot of luck. This segment, of course, as it is every day, is sponsored by Campus Bookmark, CampusBookmark.net. The weather's getting cool. The long sleeve T-shirts are available. The new jackets, uh, the new coats for ladies and men, uh, everything you need for the winter and Christmas and all the things that are just ahead of us now. You'll find at Campus Bookmark. Your other parts of the state, of course, you can go to CampusBookmark.net. So we thank them for their support, and uh, we thank Coach Delonte Hill for coming on the show. Lee Roberts will be joining us a little later. And just a quick reminder, basketball is tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. Mississippi College is the opponent, and admission's free. Everybody gets to go in and, uh, and check out the Eagles this year, so you can't use that as an excuse. Well, I can't, I can't afford. Now, now, look, you know, parking's going to be a little problematic because of the new uh, volleyball complex there. So understanding that, you know, just get there a little bit early. Like I said, it doesn't, you'll get a better seat that way, too. And uh, kind of keep in mind throughout the year that that's, um, the parking is going to be a little bit more troublesome than it has been in the past. A little interesting side note, Mississippi College is coached by Mike Jones. He's a former assistant at Southern Miss under M.K. Turk. Right. And I understand that Coach Jones actually recruited – Coach Ladner out of Oak Grove High School. Is that correct? It is. And, and so that'll be kind of a reunion of sort. And I think Coach Jones is actually the, the athletic director at Mississippi College as well. He's been there, been there a long time. He's been a big friend of, uh, of the Golden Eagle program throughout the years. Good. So a good way to start uh, basketball season. All right. Football over the weekend. Southern Miss beats Rice 20-6. to uh, Score late in the game uh, to get the 20th point. Uh, Rice now 0 and 8, 13 to 6 at one point, uh, 13 to 6 with Rice at inside the five yard line when they throw an interception. Kelly, good game, bad game. Well, it wasn't a Broadway musical. Right. <laughs> okay, right. Right. I mean it's not one of those things that that was going to keep you entertained uh, throughout throughout the entire game. Um, but going into it, you look at it. I think the spread was like eleven to eleven to thirteen points, something like that. And I know had the Eagles not scored that late touchdown, they they would not have covered. But we've talked about on this program that uh, that Rice was an improving team, and we talked to JP on Friday, their their radio play by play guy, that said that the Owls had not shown any signs of quitting. I know, I know. There's kind of that taste in everybody's mouth this weekend, like, well, the Eagles should have beaten Rice by. 30 or 35 points uh, but but you don't you don't get any more wins for beating somebody 30 to 35 points and they can only play them a game at a time now you've got a bye week i got two weeks coming up and if you're gonna win your side of conference usa it is a must win coming up against uab so i know it, it wasn't it wasn't like i said it wasn't a broadway show but it, it was a victory, and they've got some things to work on as they get ready for UAB. And mm-hmm. when we take a look at the Massey ratings here shortly, you see the Southern Miss and UAB are almost side-by-side side in the Massey right. ratings. So it's got the makings of a really good one coming up. Jack Abraham, 23 of 36, through an interception, 207 yards, no touchdowns. Um, 
The Golden Eagles with 157 yards rushing. That's really all I'm going to say about Well, 150, 157 yards rushing, if you put it into an NFL context, anytime you can get, uh, say, 110 yards rushing, you should win the game. All right? Um, rushing doesn't necessarily sell tickets. You know, it's putting up five and 600 yards through the air that, that makes people excited and, and the big pass plays. But the bottom line is winning and losing. And if you run for 157 yards, you're going to win probably 80 to 85% of your games. So you can check that one off of the to-do list, all right, getting the rushing yards that they needed right. in, a, in a core, running back core, that's been depleted, you know, by injury. Elsewhere in the league, I think the best game of the weekend was Marshall Western Kentucky. Marshall wins that 26-23. Middle Tennessee and terrible weather beats Florida International 50-17. to And who called that game? You did. Actually. You remember you were going, why, why did you did, take Middle actually. Tennessee? Now, here's kind of an odd one. Charlotte beat North Texas 39-38. Really bad year for North Texas. And last that was the last uh, minute type of victory, too, right. for Charlotte. Yeah, right. you, can, you can forget. You can stick a fork in North Texas. They're right. done. Florida Atlantic beats Old Dominion 41-3, and Louisiana Tech beats UTEP 42-21. So, Kelly Sander, if we look at the Eastern Division right now, uh, Western Kentucky actually uh, mathematically in first place, even though Marshall beat them, it's only because they've played one more conference game. But you might as well say the three three schools are tied. Marshall, Western Kentucky, and Florida Atlantic are all 5-3. and three. Uh, Florida Atlantic and Marshall are three and one in the conference. Western Kentucky is four and one, but now we know Marshall has the head up over Western Kentucky. Middle Tennessee is three and five. Florida International is four and four, but two and three in the conference. Charlotte three and five. Old Dominion one and seven in the West. Louisiana Tech sitting pretty good right now, seven and one overall, four and zero oh in conference play. UAB is six and one overall, three and one in conference play. Southern Miss now five and three, three and one in conference play, followed by Texas San Antonio three and four. North Texas falls to three and five on the year. UTEP one and six, and Rice over, over eight, over four, uh, setting up a pretty big game in uh, two weeks. Uh, between six and one UAB, although they'll probably I don't know if they off this week, you know, or UAB. No, I think they play. Week? They were off. They were off. They uh, play Tennessee this week. They were off Saturday, weren't they? Right. UAB plays Tennessee this week. That's correct. And uh, Southern Miss five and three with a week off. So the UAB USM game really setting up. Uh, I think fair to say, Kelly, to see who's going to be in second place. Well, the team that, that right. loses this game w- won't have a chance of winning right. the West. Right. So, I mean, as far as that goes, if you're, but this is this is the toughest game on the schedule so far in the West that the Eagles have got. Remember that uh, that La Tech and UAB have a tougher road to go the rest of the way. But again, in order for the Eagles to catapult La Tech, the Bulldogs are going to have to lose twice. Twice, and the Eagles the Eagles cannot cannot stub their toe or their talent or their claw any more than, than they have so far this year. In fact, I think Louisiana Tech goes to Western Kentucky next weekend, so that'll be a pretty challenging game for Tech. But you're right. For Southern Miss to win the West, Southern Miss is going to basically have to win out. And Louisiana Tech is going to have to lose two games down the stretch. And they've got UAB, you know, left to play after this this two weeks getting ready for UAB. And people who have seen UAB play, they said, you know, look at you look at UAB's schedule. It's been horrible up to this point. The teams that they've played have just won just a handful of games. Now UAB has taken care of business. They've they've won those games. Seven but, one. But a lot of people think that UAB, you know, has has um, fattened themselves up with some really weak competition, and uh, and that that. 
they'll come into Hattiesburg and the Eagles should should take care of, take care of business. Well, but I'm going to say two things about that. With all due respect, when you struggle against a team that hadn't won a game, a Two, you look at the history between UAB and Southern Miss. Fair enough. I don't see how anybody takes that game for granted. No, no, I don't yeah. think they'll take it for granted by any means. Uh, and UAB has had the Eagles number. Right. There's no doubt about that. But the Rice thing, Bob, I, you know, I know I know that Rice is 0-8. But remember, the last home game that Rice had, they took La Tech to what, double overtime all right, before Louisiana Tech won that game. So I think that I think people are being a little bit uh, and I know everybody's thinking I'm a bleeding heart here because I've been uh, I've been defending, you know, the Eagles when a lot of people have been saying, oh, I don't know about this team, but they're five and three. All right. If and, and you, you, you beat you UTSA, you beat, uh, you know, Western Kentucky at home. You know, you win the UAB game. You, you, Western, it, they haven't beaten Western Kentucky. No, no, but I'm saying oh, oh, if oh, you beat Western yeah, Kentucky, okay, and that yeah. game will be in Hattiesburg, right. you're looking at eight wins. That's a solid bowl placement somewhere. Now, I know people are getting tired of the bowl games. They want a division championship. They want a, a shot at winning uh, the championship. But that could still play out. We'll wait and see because it's been pretty uncertain, as evidenced by the Marshall win you know, over the weekend. Um, well, you'll be able to tell by three games, UAB – Marshall, Western Kentucky uh, combined; those teams are sixteen and seven. They're three. You know, Marshall and Western Kentucky right now appear to. Well, we don't play Marshall. I'm sorry. Right. Western Kentucky and Florida Atlantic. Uh, Western Kentucky uh, seems to be as good as anybody in the East. Florida Atlantic uh, five and three, and they played some pretty tough competition early in the year. Florida Atlantic's going to win the East. I, I sort of think you could be right. I mean, because that. that defense is shaping up now, too. They only gave up three points mm-hmm. you know, this past weekend, and uh, the offense is, is beginning to really crank, too. When you look at the Massey ratings, Florida— How are they, Kelly? Florida Atlantic is number one in the conference, according to Massey, checking in at 66. So right smack in the middle of the NCAA 130 teams. Florida Atlantic is 66. They're up 12 spots. Marshall— has emerged now into second place. Marshall's up seven spots to 76. Then comes Louisiana Tech, down five spots at 78. Then the Eagles, who have been high as high as second in the Massey ratings, are now fourth in the league. They actually dropped one spot, even though beating Rice. The Eagles are down to 86th um, and fourth in the conference. But then comes... Right behind them, UAB at 92nd. So you see, man, they've got Southern Miss and UAB right there together, and they're on a collision course a week from Saturday at 2.30 at M.M. Roberts Stadium. All right, Lee Roberts, uh, of course, was at Rice University in Houston, and uh, he'll, be right, he'll be next on the Eagle. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Glad you're with us uh, this afternoon. want to let you know that Friday we're going to have a special edition of the Eagle Hour. We're going to be broadcasting, Kelly, from downtown Ellisville. 
The JT Show will be there as well. We've got a lot of uh, really great sponsors uh, participating uh, in that. You know, Jones County, Ellisville, Laurel, really dynamic area of the state. We try to go down there about once a year and uh, and do something statewide. So uh, we're going to be broadcasting from Wally Forestries, which is right there on the square in Ellisville. And uh, I understand we're going to have Fred Cooley. The legendary oh, Fred Cooley is wow. going to be joining us there. Uh, we're looking forward to that. That should be a really fun afternoon. Boy, that's a guy that could hit the baseball, couldn't Kelly, he? you know, it was a couple years ago. There was a, there's a couple uh, uh, retired guys that used to sit down in front of me in baseball, and they're there at every single game. And so one afternoon I just kind of slid down there before the game and started talking to them. I knew they had been coming to baseball much longer than me. And I asked them, I said, tell me, guys, who is the greatest hitter ever at Southern Miss? And instantly, instantly, both of them started telling me Fred Cooley stories that no one ever hit the ball harder or longer than him. Or farther, yeah. It's right. really not. Now, when you look at Fred, I mean, just a big dude, right? He wasn't going to steal any bases, mm-hmm. all right? Uh, wasn't going to lead the league in doubles or triples. But, man, he he could crush it. And, you know, before the roost expanded out there in right field, mm-hmm. some of the trees were more um, – it was, it was thicker with tree cover out there in right field. And some of those things were just moonshots. And, you know, of course, he's got it in his, in his DNA because his father was the great Sim Cooley, who was the longtime football coach at Jones Junior College. And I think Jones College now has named the field after his dad – you know, Sim Cooley. Mm-hmm. So uh, coming from those those football roots and everything like that, Fred could, man, he could really, really hit it. So that'll be that'll be great. I haven't talked and, or seen Fred in a long, long time. That'll be so. fun. So we're looking, we're looking forward to uh, being out there Friday afternoon, and uh, we'll be uh, going on right after JT finishes. And then I think next Thursday we're at the Bocoma Casino. Right. Uh, next Thursday, and then uh, day after that, I think we're we're somewhere else. Man, the, this show is is catching right. on like wildfire, Bob. And works. <laughs> oh, we're going to be at Fourth Street because it's the day before correct the UAB game. Right, That's so we'll, right. So we'll Bocoma on Thursday, I believe, and uh, Fourth Street on Friday. Yeah, so we'll start our pregame. We'll start our pregaming on Friday afternoon at uh, at Fourth Street. So just got word Lee Roberts unavailable. He he has a real job and uh, he's he's tied up doing that. So that's okay. Uh, also, a couple things about baseball. This week should be the end of the uh, of the surface at the Pete as we know it. And Jody Lott Kelly uh, emailed me. A picture over the weekend of the Tennessee field, baseball field, which is the same company doing that field that's doing the Southern Miss field, apparently. Tennessee field is spectacular. And, you know, on on the football side at Tennessee, I'm glad to see the volunteers finally putting it together. Because, man, at the beginning of the year, you talk about people jumping ship thinking that that this was just going to be a disastrous year. Well, I think they've won, what, two or three games in a row now, Mm -hmm. including beating South Carolina on Saturday, which that's a a great win for Coach Mm -hmm. Jeremy Pruitt. Uh, so good for Tennessee, uh, but and UAB is going to run into that buzzsaw this coming Saturday. So we might right. see what what the Blazers are made of. Here's my biggest concern of the week: it's supposed to rain Wednesday night when they have trick or treat down the street with Southern Miss at the softball complex. And if it's raining, we're not going to be able to find out the secret of Scott Berry. Well, some, surely with all the moles we've got running around town, somebody, although this has been this this has been held as tight. highly held secret as the uh, as the the seal mission this weekend over in Syria. Correct. You know, 
So, uh, so maybe I heard some... the president say that guy is still dead as a doornail. Those were his exact words. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. You got to love the president as far as just you know adding those uh, adjectives and things in there to Died make it like a doll. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, you can't ask him to be anything other than what he is, right? That's right. All right. So uh, trick or treat, not at the Pete, down the street with. <laughs> Actually, if it gets rained out Wednesday, Bob, the forecast for Thursday isn't much better. It's even worse. So I don't, I don't know what's going to happen to Halloween. It's kind of depressing. Well, but Halloween is supposed to be kind of that holiday that's dreary and and you know mysterious that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, hopefully, hopefully the the weather will will hold off. Have you, you know? picked out a costume? Along, I've told you. I've told oh, you. You're guys. going as your X Man. That's Bruce right. Jenner. That, yeah. Right. Caitlin Jenner. Caitlin Jenner. Yeah, the Bruce, X-Man. Yeah. Bruce slash Caitlin. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, Kelly, were you really pleased with the game Saturday? I mean, I know I'm, I'm sort of the negative well, nanny me, here, well, and well, Kelly's me, the positive voice about football, but were you really happy with that performance? Well, let me just ask you and all the other people who are on Eagle Post and some of these other, and you understand it's social media. But but And I'm not trying to, I'm, I'm really not trying to be facetious when I say this, but what do y'all want? I mean, what is the objective not to win the game? All right? It's, it's human nature sometimes to play down as well as up to your competition. Okay? Rice, obviously not the greatest team in the world. UTEP wasn't the greatest team in the world, you know, when they came into M.M. Roberts. We were kind of saying the same things. But, but that's my question. What, what do you want? I can answer that. Please. I want to see a team that dominates the teams it should dominate, that wins the games against even competition that it should win, and does some really good things, really do, wins some big games, wins some contests that maybe you didn't really expect them to win. I want them to perform overall the way they performed in, in the best years of Jeff Bauer, Larry Fedora, uh, Todd Munkin. That's what I want. Are you comparing apples to apples, though, in this argument? Or are you, are you comparing apples to oranges? We've talked about how the football landscape has changed, all right? Mm-hmm. So, so would you say that the talent and the capability of some of the Fedora and Munkin teams are equal to, this, to the teams that I'm Coach Hobson has? I'm to think that the talent levels were better under Fedora and Munkin. And I think most people overall would probably agree with that. But again... The, the, the league has changed a little bit, and you talk about winning big games. At the time, when the Eagles beat North Texas, we said that was a great, that was a great win. At the time, we didn't realize that North Texas you know, was taken on water, but that, that, was, that kind of started the beginning of the end for North Texas was, mm-hmm. was the loss here. And yeah, they lost to La Tech, but nobody else has beaten La Tech either. All right? So, um, so I just don't know. I just don't know why everybody okay, is – Okay, well, let me, let me put it to you this way. Let's, let's go back 10 years. For 10 years in Conference USA, Larry Fedora played and won the conference championship. Todd Munkin played in but lost the conference championship. So in 10 years, Southern Miss has been to two conference championship games. Whereas if you go to the 10 years previous, at at times sports writers were calling it Conference USM. I mean, it was so dominant that they were either in the conference championship game or winning the conference championship and going to the Liberty Bowl, wherever they were going to that time. So in 10 years, two appearances in the conference championship game, 
old-time Southern Miss guys like me find that hard to swallow based on the history of the football program. But some of other, some other things to keep in mind was that Jay Hobson was behind the eight ball when he got here with some of the, the you know, what, still hasn't had his full you know, allotment of scholarships. They've been through athletic directors like Sox. Okay, there's been no consistency in the athletic department where in those days when Bauer was here, you know, you had Richard Giannini was here for a long time. Bill McClellan was here for a long time. Roland Dale before that. But this this carousel of athletic directors, you can't tell me that that hasn't had some doing with the stability of the overall athletic department, even though football is an entity unto unto itself. All right. I still think that next year, the fifth year with Jay Hobson, with the full allotment of, and everybody will have been cycled out of the system. They'll be all his players. You got Jack Abraham back for a senior year. Next year, in my opinion, and I said that going back to the beginning of this year, all right, I thought that all the, the stars were lining up and it's going to be a perfect storm for Southern Miss this year. But next year is when they should have the wagons circled and, and should be your conference champions next year. Right, so my question to you would be this. What, what has to happen to get back where the program was 10 years ago? Well, wh- why is that important? Well, because they were consistently winning the conference. Well, but I'm saying they win the conference next year, and you would hope that with some consistency. With- so you think next year the turnaround starts? I think the turnaround has already started. If they win eight or nine games this year, they only won six last year. All right. So they, I mean, I just don't know what everybody wants. I mean, they were six and six last year, got snubbed for a bowl. They're probably going to win eight or nine this year. That's improvement. All right. It's improvement based on the menu that has been put on their plate. And Conference USA, as these Massey ratings indicated, Massey doesn't think much of Conference USA, but that's not the Eagles' fault. All right. This is the situation as it's presented, and they are doing what they're supposed to do. Uh, can we agree that three upcoming games, UAB, Marshall, Florida yep. Atlantic, are going to tell us where the program's at? You're talking about UT? Well, we don't play Marshall. I'm sorry. Western Kentucky, Florida Atlantic, and UAB. I don't know why I keep And I Marshall. think the Eagles win all of them. Maybe Florida Atlantic would be problematic at Boca Raton and the way the Owls are playing right now. But those other ones, I don't. The Eagles will win, I think, easily. Uh, we recorded that, right, Esquire? We have that on tape. I'll say it again if we didn't have it recorded. Right, we have that on tape. The only team that might be problematic would be Florida Atlantic. And again, I just don't know what everybody wants. The Eagles are winning. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about another team that's winning, and that's the Houdats. They're winning a lot. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Glad you're with us. This segment sponsored by Gulfport Home Center. Fine folks down on the Mississippi Gulf Coast with a great selection of pre-manufactured housing. Any price range, any need, uh, they have what you're looking for. They're very helpful in helping you get the financing, helping you get the setup, even helping you find the land if that's uh, what you're in the market for. So if you're home shopping, don't do anything 
our suggestion until you go to Gulfport Home Center down on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Lee Roberts unable to join us because of a business commitment. Therefore, we are erasing all the records that he holds in Southern Miss quarterbacking history. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Lee, we love you, but you're, you know Jack Abraham. But, but, <laughs> but we still love Lee just Roberts. Just because you had four conference championships. Yeah, he's one of the best guys around. Yeah, hey, no and just a postscript, uh, Bob, on, on no love that the Massey ratings are showing Conference USA. You know, there's 130 teams playing Division One football. And according to the latest Massey ratings that are out, today five of conference usa's 14 teams five of them are in the bottom 12 mm. according to the massey rating charlotte is 118 texas san antonio is 120 rice is 124 old dominion is 126 and utep is 128 and there's only 130 there you go so that just kind of tells you where kelly starting to look like uh, brian dozier may not get that super bowl ring uh, well uh, the World Series ring. I know what you meant, right. but yeah, World Series, yeah, ring. World Series ring. But you know, every every road team has won. Crazy! It is amazing. It's crazy that yeah. five games in a row the visiting team has won. So if that pattern holds, he'll get that ring because well, we they go so. back to Houston, right, so. for the last two. Such a nice guy. We'd love to see him have that. Yeah. All right. You said something interesting to me uh, when we were off air. We were talking about the NFL, and and I agree with you. You said, man, everybody's talking about the Patriots and the Saints and the Packers and how great all those teams are, and they are. Indeed. But the one team nobody seems to be talking about is undefeated and absolutely steamrolled Carolina yesterday. The San Francisco 49ers, buddy, and they you talk about playing defense, they mean it. Yeah. They 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 don't take too kindly to anybody scoring right. on them. And I mean San Francisco, man, they're tough. And I look, be, after the Patriots, the second most hated team for me is the 49ers because the Bengals have been to the Super Bowl twice and got beat both times by the stinking well, 49ers. Well, here's what I see about the 49ers too. You're right. They're very big, strong, fast defensive football team. And that Bose is a stud, man. The yeah. guy they got in the draft. They've got maybe the best tight end in the game. And they've got a really good quarterback. George Kittle and uh, Garoppolo. But what they do first is they run the football down your throat. And Matt Breed has been hurt, but it doesn't, doesn't even matter. You know, who next guy up for them. Right. They, they've, been, they've been great. And you look at that whole NFC West. You know, when the Rams, as good as they've been, they're sitting in third place. Behind the Seahawks. You know, Kelly, and- if you've got a great defensive team, you can run the ball very, very effectively. Then on top of that, you have what may be the best tight end in the game right now, which the running opens up play action, which frees up the big tight end up the middle of the field. That's a difficult task to overcome if you're faced with the 49ers. Well, if, if you ever doubted where the strength of the league is this year, it's in the NFC. Right, because no the question. Because the AFC, the only team that is somewhat impressive is – the N-word. Right. You know, and that's only because they play all these stinking teams like the Jets and Dolphins and, and just how, the, how they even sleep well at night knowing that the Patriots play the scum that they play. And, you know, they're going to they're gonna have the number one seed in the AFC. But then you go to the NFC. You got the Saints, who everybody's pulling for, of course, and, and good to see Drew Brees back, although it might have been a little bit premature in my view. But at any rate, you got the Saints playing well. The 49ers are undefeated. The Vikings, the Packers, the, the Seahawks. Seahawks. I mean, there's a bunch of teams in the NFC that could. Right. Now, I'm sorry that we did not include the Redskins in that discussion. Bob, no, well, but. we shouldn't. And unfortunately, now he's on vacation this week. But we really are beginning to have trouble including Michael's Bears. Bears missed, sliding. missed a chance to win that game, yeah. and and yeah, they're they're not even in the picture anymore. But right. uh, Trubisky 
the number two pick in the draft a couple of years ago, looks like he's going to turn out to be a bust. Right. Uh, it doesn't matter whether it's high school, junior college, whatever. If you don't have a quarterback, you're up a well-known creek. Of all those teams you named, I'll tell you in my view, though, who is the sneakiest, dark horse, dangerous team that you don't think a lot about, the Seattle Seahawks. Well, they went to Atlanta, and, and my, of course, the Falcons are really struggling this year. And I know no New Orleans Saints fan could be happier right. <laughs> that the Falcons right. are struggling. Uh, but they're going to have to do a complete makeover. And the Saints are very, very good. We're not saying in any way oh, we're yeah. not diminishing New Orleans at all. They're as good as anybody. Uh, and, and we didn't mention the Rams. Yeah, well, but I'm saying the Rams are in third place. Yeah, and they, and of course, they beat the the upstart Bengals yesterday yeah. over in London, which uh, shows how good they are with the, which the, with their fifth string. Now, wait a minute, you know? everybody that's played has yes. beaten the Bengals. That's right? correct, and and that trend will continue. Right. That uh, we can we know that for sure. So there's a three way fight between Miami, Cincinnati, and Washington for the number one draft choice. Yes, and that's the only thing any of those teams have to look forward right. to. But teams have been calling. The Redskins and Bengals about potential trade. And they won't do it. And the Bengals and Redskins won't do it. So you kind of get what they Over deserve. Over the AFC, here's the bottom line, Kelly. There's some pretty good football teams there. Kansas City, pretty decent team. They get their quarterback back. Can't play defense. Who can go to, who can go to Boston in January and beat New England? Nobody. Nobody. The Ravens, maybe. Maybe. And really I'll tell you what, the Colts are playing better. The Colts are an improved football team. Yeah, yeah Frank Reich doing a good yeah, job. Yeah, he sure is. I agree. He'd have to be the um, AFC right. coach. Kelly's of the off point. tomorrow, is that right? Yeah, and Luke will be coming back soon, right? Uh, Some, maybe. Sometimes this guess. week. We did see him in India last week, so yeah. I'm assuming one day this week he'll be back. The power of the internet. So we'll be back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.